0: where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Bitto. An interesting missing persons report exists in the files of the Comchen police station in the city of Mérida, capital of the Mexican state of Yucatan. The event took place in the early 1990s just outside of town and involved a 55-year-old man named Isidro Cantún. Normally home by 7 p.m., One day, Don Isidro did not come home from work. Since her husband didn't hang out after work and drink with his friends like other men, nor was he ever late, Isidro's wife became worried rather quickly. Nearly midnight, she left with her children and relatives to form an informal search party to look for Isidro. They started at the bus stop about a kilometer from their house, a pick-up-and-drop-off point for Isidro for the bus that took him to and from work in Mérida. Isidro's family went door-to-door asking people who lived near the bus stop if they had seen their beloved patriarch. No one knew anything, and there was no sign of Don Isidro. In the morning, several family members went to Mérida. After visiting the hospitals and the local Red Cross, they reported Isidro as a missing person to the police. Some family members searched a lonely stretch of the Progreso-Mérida Highway, but came up with nothing. By the third day, some 100 people over an area of several hundred kilometers were involved in the search. On the fifth day of Isidro's disappearance, some young people walking along the road near Isidro's bus stop saw an emaciated and distressed man sitting on a large rock. The young people recognized him because they would see the same person sitting on the rock every day to wait for his ride into the city. It was the missing Isidro. They immediately called the police and the local village clinic because Isidro seemed very dehydrated and it appeared as if he hadn't eaten in several days. When Isidro started to stand up, he was so weak he almost fainted. After Isidro received the immediate treatment he needed in the hospital, his family arrived. He told the tale of what happened. He walked from his house to the bus stop and sat on the rock underneath the saba tree as he did every weekday morning. While sitting there in broad daylight and under normal weather conditions, Isidro heard a voice coming from the jungle. It was a soft, feminine voice that seemed to sing his name. When he turned around, he saw a beautiful woman with long black hair dressed in white. She smiled at him and asked him to follow her into the mountains. That was the last thing Isidro remembered. He woke up on the rock by the bus stop five days later with no recollection of what had happened during those missing five days. Old-timers in the area who heard the story rolled their eyes and wondered why Isidro, alone on the edge of the jungle, did not carry with him seeds of the anise plant. Once the female apparition appeared to him, he could have sniffed the seeds in order to snap himself out of the woman's trance. The old-timers knew what had happened. Isidro had encountered a Stabai. Anthropologists and folklorists debate how far back the story of the Xtabai reaches into time. Some claim it is a post-colonial invention going back only a few hundred years. Others say that the legend of the Jungle Witch predates even the height of the classic civilization of the ancient Maya. Like many legends and folk tales, there are slight variations to this story. The name Shtabai probably comes from the name of a minor ancient Maya goddess called Ishtab, who was the patroness of hunting by use of traps and snares. She is depicted as a woman wearing a hangman's noose. Some anthropologists also believe that Ishtab was the goddess of suicide, specifically death by hanging. The ancient Maya considered suicide a noble act, and Ishtab was there to escort those who committed suicide through to the afterlife. From the writings of Diego de Landa, the famous Spanish colonial cleric responsible for the massive destruction of Maya artifacts including the famous bonfire of ancient Maya books, the bishop states, quote, They said also and held it as absolutely certain that those who hanged themselves went to this heaven of theirs, and on this account, there were many persons who, on slight occasion of sorrows, troubles, or sickness, hanged themselves in order to escape these things and to go and rest in their heaven, where they said that the goddess of the gallows, whom they called Ishtab, would bring them. End quote. It is possible that sometime during the colonial period, or perhaps even before that time, the ancient Maya goddess of Ishtab, had somehow morphed into a jungle demon who entraps or snares men. In a 1998 book by Mexican author Jesus Ascorra Alejos called Diez Leyendas Mayas, or in English, Ten Maya Legends, the writer describes the modern story of Xtabay in great detail. The legend starts off telling the tale of two women who lived in a small village in the Yucatan. In some stories, they are sisters, but in every version, they are both very beautiful. Their names are Shkeban and Utskolel. Shkeban liked to flaunt her beauty and had the attention of many men, even from faraway villages. The villagers admired Utskolel for her virtue and purity. Even though Skeban did many good deeds for the poor and tended to sick animals and humans, the town's folk could not see past her promiscuous behavior. They derided her and belittled her, not valuing her for her kind heart. At one point, they wanted to banish Shkeban from the town, but villagers enjoyed tormenting her so much that they really did not want her to leave. The beautiful young woman whom the town admired, Utskolel, thought everyone inferior to her, and unlike Shkëban, she was not helpful to others at all. To the sick and hungry, and to all others in need, she turned a blind eye. The townsfolk still admired Utzkolel, however, simply because she was chaste and did not frolic with strange men. For about a week, Shkëban was missing, and the people in the village thought that she had been away gallivanting with men in a neighboring town. It was not until someone passed by Shkiban's house and smelled a very strong, sweet smell that the townsfolk became concerned. When they entered her home to investigate, they found the body of Shkiban lying on a bed. She was smiling and looked serene. Surrounding the bed were beautiful flowers. Several animals that Shkiban had helped nurse back from sickness were watching over her body. The jealous Utskolel, said that the beautiful fragrance and the many flowers were simply a trick of the devil who was trying to fool them into thinking that Shkaban was something special. The many needy people Shkaban helped during life had a funeral for her. After they buried her, mysterious flowers sprouted up near her grave. The wind carried the scent throughout the countryside. utz Kolel became jealous of all the attention and declared that once she died, there would be more flowers, and her body would smell nicer than Shkaban's because throughout her life, she remained celibate. When the time came and Utz-Kolel died, never knowing a man, and chaste to the end, to the surprise of everyone, she smelled terrible, and no flowers sprouted near her. The town had a funeral for the old maid Utz-Kolel, with many flowers placed around her grave, put there by the villagers. The day after the ceremony, all the flowers were dead, and the horrible stench returned. In death, both women were transformed into flowers. The kind-hearted Schaban became a sweet-smelling flower called Xtabentún by the Maya, a type of morning glory known in English as a Christmas vine or snake plant the bitter and jealous Uzkolel became a stinking cactus flower called Sakam. Unhappy with her fate after death, Uz kolel called upon the evil spirits of the jungle to transform her back into a woman. Utzkolel thought that perhaps the reason why she turned into a smelly flower after death was because that during life she did not know the love of many men like Shkaban did. As a new woman, utz would have a second chance, but as she was inexperienced in the art of love, she did not know how to win the affection of a man. Only by tricking and trapping men could she experience love. So now utz roams the forests and the back roads of the Yucatan, preying on unsuspecting men, and has earned the nickname Shtabai. The Shtabai lurks around at night, not only in the forested or rural areas, but sometimes in the cities looking for drunk men. In some cases, like that of Isidro Cantún, she can appear in broad daylight only if no one else is around for quite a distance. She wears all white, sometimes including a veil, and her long black hair drapes down past her shoulders. While storytellers and eyewitnesses consider the Shtabai to be very beautiful, She has menacing black eyes when angry. She usually hides behind a saba tree, which the Maya have always considered sacred and a sort of link between the heavens and the underworld and life and death. The shtabai will lure the man with her beautiful voice, much like a siren, and will promise the man love. In some versions of the story, after the Shtabai has her way with a man, she turns into a snake and devours him. In other versions, she throws her victim off a cliff or will eat the man's heart after she is through with him. The Shtabai is often compared to the legend of La Llorona, but instead of snatching children from the sides of rivers and ditches, the Shtabai targets grown men. For more about the Llorona, please see Mexico Unexplained episode number two. Both the Yorona and the Shtabai stories serve as cautionary tales. While parents tell the Yorona story to scare children away from playing near running water, the Shtabai story cautions men not to stray too far from the home. A night out drinking or thoughts of straying outside marriage may cause an errant man to cross paths with the Shtabai, which would result in perilous consequences. As with most myths and legends, many people wonder if the story of the Shtabai could be based on a real demonic female entity living in the jungle or something else entirely. There are police reports, such as the one filed on behalf of Isidro Cantun, and other eyewitness testimonies, which tell of real-life encounters with something that fits the shtabai description. People have been having similar sightings for quite some time throughout the Yucatan. An octogenarian from the town of Tikul, a man named Victor Mata, claims to have seen the shtabai several times, and each time has defeated her hypnotizing song by smelling the anise seeds. While interesting, Senor Mata's testimony is not given much credence by serious researchers who demand photographs and physical evidence. In today's world, where the standard of proof is so high, perhaps the shtabai will never be confirmed as a real phenomenon. For now, she lurks in the jungles of the Yucatan and perhaps in the imagination, standing behind the ceiba tree hoping for her next victim. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to Mexico Unexplained.com for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the book Mexico Unexplained to get a hard copy of the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Till next time, thank you and gracias. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links, and commentary, please check out our website at mexicounexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista.